If you have a Bible or your Bible app on that sharing device that you have, uh, turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. If you're new to church and new to the Bible and all that stuff, you're okay if you don't know who Peter is. Peter has a book called 1 Peter. What would you name your book? He has another one called 2 Peter. <laughs> Can't think of a new name. How about second? I've been teaching a series this summer called The Path to Promotion. So if you're interested in going up, going higher, uh, good. This is, this, is, uh, this is how you do it. If you're interested in going lower, being demoted, do the opposite. I'm still giving you good information either way, no matter what you want to do. You know, years ago, I taught a series called How to Go Broke. It was awesome. People were going broke right and left. No, they weren't really. Obviously, the intent was to do the opposite of that. This one, don't do the opposite. Uh, but let the Lord take you higher. He wants to do great things in your life. First uh, Peter chapter 5 and verse 5 and 6 has been our text. It reads, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So you can see the will of God is our exaltation, our promotion, lifting us up. However, he needs us to qualify for that. Pride gets resisted, but humility gets lifted. So if you want to qualify for a God-level promotion, you simply humble yourself. And that's not the same as being humbled. You don't really want that. I, mean, I don't want to be humbled. I'd rather take the initiative <laughs> and, uh, and humble myself, right? I don't seek to humble anyone in here. Um, in, other, in other words, I don't want to take anyone down. I don't want to... I ever want to embarrass anyone. You know, sometimes the Lord give, will give me a word of knowledge uh, frequently, but sometimes it's of a sensitive nature. And it'll be like something that they might not stand up and raise their hand and say, that's me. You know what I'm talking about? And I never would ask them to do that. I mean, if the Lord does, then fine, it'll be okay. But, but I'm, not trying, I'm not seeking to ever embarrass anyone. I had a word on Wednesday about someone having, going through bankruptcy and losing a lot of money and, how, and something going in their, on in their life. I'm not going to call that person out and say, stand up. <laughs> you know, or the Lord, you know, someone's got a sexually transmitted disease. Stand up. <laughs> no, never. The, 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 we humble ourselves. The Lord's not trying to embarrass any one of us. This is not a place of shame. It's not a place of, of guilt. Even though people have guilt, the Lord wants it to be removed. Amen. Well, I didn't plan on saying all that, but the, the scripture does say here that we should be clothed with humility. Okay. Now, if I'm going to clothe myself with humility, I need to know what humble clothes look like. Okay. If... Uh, if we're getting together with friends, we're going to play um, basketball, and we say, hey, we need to go down and get the appropriate clothing and attire. You know, you would think shorts and shoes and different things. For basketball, you go down to the, but you don't really know anything about what basketball is. You don't know the sport. You're just going into the sporting goods store, and you come out with a helmet and pads. Uh, mm, you need a little instruction on what basketball is. 
before you can clothe yourself with basketball clothes, right? If I'm going to clothe myself with humility, I need, I need guidance. I need to examine the characteristics of pride and humility so I can say, oh, no, yeah, it doesn't look like that. It looks like this. Because what happens sometimes is we, we're calling it one thing or we self-identify as humble before God. Yet when we really dig deeper and expose some of the manifestations of pride and humility, it's, oh, yikes, I'm totally wearing a helmet to the basketball court. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, 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 I've, got the, I've got some wrong um, understanding of this. Have you ever had uh, a car? Have you had your car detailed? Someone told me uh, a while back they had their car detailed, and, and they said, well, they did a really good job, you know, with waxing and, and cleaning the carpets and so forth like that. They said, but they kind of missed all the details. <laughs> it's like, didn't they look up the word detail before they went into the detail business? That means in the cracks and crevices and all the little, you got to detail. Hate to get a detail and not get it detailed. I don't want to say, Lord, I humble myself be under your mighty hand. And I have no idea what that looks like. I have no practical way of, of, of living that out. And so that's why we take time, and it takes really some attention. We've been teaching on this for weeks, and, and, and I'm not finished yet, but it's to let this stuff manifest. I, what I mean by that is for us to see it in our own heart. There we can say, oh, yeah, oh, oh I didn't realize that. Got me there. I need to rid myself of that and humble myself in that area. Amen? What we found out before is that... Uh, Pride will keep you fighting even when you know you're wrong. You just won't want to admit it, so you keep fighting. You know you're, you know you're wrong. You know that person's right, but you won't let them, you know, have the feel good of winning. You maintain your position. I know growing up, uh, myself and friends, uh, we would all pay attention to sports, professional sports. We all had our favorite teams, and, and when it came to our season, we would always argue which we found out last week is, uh, <laughs> is pride. If you argue, you're a proud person. Nevertheless, we were. We would always fight about our team. We'd argue stats and the score and the standings and the this and that. And one of the kind of the unspoken rule is you never give in. Your team can be in last place, but you'll find a way to somehow discredit the other person's team and their position. And even if it's, well, we get the best draft pick next year. So you chose the wrong team again. <laughs> yeah, but we won the title. I know, but it'll be done in a year. <laughs> and it was, it was always this, this issue of pride that would, that would drive our arguments. And, and we never wanted to lose or seem less than. And that's opposite of what we're supposed to be. Amen. But my team is still better than yours. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen to these verses today. I want to read several verses. Just listen or look at them on the screen and get a picture of some of the results, the repercussions, the manifestations of both pride and humility. Uh, Proverbs 11:2 reads, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 15:25. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. Proverbs 16, 18. This is a popular one. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. 
Proverbs 29, 23. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. These are motivations for me to say, uh, yeah, let's get this right. It costs me to be a proud, a proud-hearted individual. Uh, Psalm 147, verse 6. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked down to the ground. He lifts up the humble. Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. And then Proverbs 24, 22, verse 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Now, one of the things I want us to catch in this is sometimes we define the method or the prescription to things like riches, honor, and life simply with natural strategy. If I'm going to be rich, okay, I've got to have a good handle on my income and my outgo. I've got to have a good you know, job or good investments. I've got to, and, we, and that's all we think about when we miss the spiritual component of God elevating us. It's not just about math. It's not just about being in the right place at the right time. It is about having a humble heart before God to where he exalts you and he lifts you up and he can, he can go beyond the math. He's the one who invented the turning the fish into loaves from a boy's lunch into feeding a multitude. All right. And if we will recognize, even if you're successful in life or business and things are, keep this in mind. It is the humble that God wants to lift. And that is, a, that is a component that it exceeds, supersedes education or someone else giving you an opportunity. It is the Lord's blessing on our life. That's what we elevate and seek above, above all else. Now, Proverbs 27 and verse 2 is another one I want to spend a little more time on. Uh, it, it reads this way. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth a stranger, and not your own lips. Okay, the emphasis of this verse is obvious. Don't praise yourself, okay? Someone said, well, what if I do a bunch of good stuff and no one notices? <laughs> How are they going to know if I don't tell them? I'm really good. You're going to let the Lord handle that. Ultimately, or someone else, but ultimately, this is where we're going. We're trusting in the Lord to do the, to do the promoting. We're trusting in him to do the elevating. We're trusting in him to take what's right and make it known. Yeah, right. Remember, praying in the secret place, the prayer closet, as we say. It, doing things behind the scenes, not for show, and letting God reward us openly. We're trusting him. Okay, so that the obvious is, is don't praise yourself. But another subtle truth here is, is that we are to let others praise us. Don't praise yourself. Let somebody else do it. In other words, someone else praising us is scriptural. It, it's, it's a right thing. We should do things that are worthy of praise. Do things that are honorable. Do things that deserve credit and then permit the praise of it. Don't invoke it, don't invite it, don't, don't seek it, but do allow it to happen. It's not that God doesn't want anything good to be known. 
I think it's wisdom to have good examples of praiseworthy behavior. But he says, just let somebody else do it, right? Sometimes we fall into the trap of, of really being concerned that others see what we do. That's good. Or getting the credit or getting um, to a place where we expect it. I do something good and now I expect you to acknowledge it. I expect you to, to appreciate it, to say something to me, to make it known. I'm not going to do it myself, but I am expecting you to do it. Slow down. That's a good setup for, for disappointment. It's totally a setup for failure. People get it to the point where they even crave it. I've got to have this. I, I need this to exist. They won't literally say it that way. But if someone doesn't constantly affirm and praise and acknowledge and tell them they're amazing, they feel like something's wrong. They lose their joy. They lose their satisfaction. And we want to, be, we want to mature beyond that to where if we do something great and no one notices that we think or no one gives us the, the praise that we think we deserve, uh, that we're okay with it. The Lord sees, I'm fine, more conscious of him than others. Lord, you see what I do, and I'm doing it for your glory anyway, so I'm almost hoping no one else tells me anything because I want credit from you. It's kind of like uh, sometimes a person, a, sometimes we, we talk to single individuals who want to get married, and sometimes it's real healthy and appropriate and good timing and sometimes they want it so much that they're not ready. They want to get married so much they feel like if I'm not married and if I'm not married soon my life is worthless and I'm empty and, and, and all this stuff I've got to get this done and they feel like they're lacking and how many know wise counsel to a person like that says slow down you want this too much and you want it so much that you're probably going to make a wrong decision. You're going to choose unwisely because you're not seeing things clearly. Your desire is too strong. How I many know that works with anything in life? You want anything so much that you'll do anything to get it. You'll probably get it and it'll probably hurt you. But when you can live without it. I like the car, but you know, I'm not willing to sacrifice the next 10 years of payments. You know, I, I want this, I'd like this, or I'm, I want to get married and, and I want to have the right person, but I'm not going to elevate that desire so high where it's above God and everything else and I'm going to make the wrong decision. Everybody okay? Even the enemy can accommodate you with someone who's willing. Because he's been around a few years and he can see, watch this, this thing's going to blow up in three years. And they want it so bad they'll not hear God's voice. I'll just tell them, they're the one. I heard. It's, it's, it's the Lord. <laughs> Everybody okay? I mean, in a person in that situation, when they get to the place, they say, Lord, you are my satisfaction. You're the one I live for. And you fill my life. And, and, and I'm good with that. Amen. Now you're ready. Now you're ready to handle other things. Amen. And, and, and likewise, when it comes to seeking out or craving attention or praise or approval from others, we get ourselves into an unhealthy situation. We need to say, Lord, I'm giving you all the credit, and whatever you do from there is good. I don't need anything. Now you can handle people saying, wow, good job. Nice way to go. And you're not, not going to go to your head. 
So we should do things that are praiseworthy, but not crave it. And uh, self-praise, of course, of course, is just pride, just a manifestation of pride. Um, the opposite of this is a ditch we don't want to follow and fall into. We don't want to go around speaking negatively about ourselves. Right? It's not humility to deny every compliment. It's not humility to say, oh, I'm nothing, and then you want people to correct you. Yeah, I'm just so not good. I'm just so plain. I'm just so average. Oh, no, you're wonderful. Really? <laughs> if someone, uh, if you do something to praise, where someone praises you, it's okay. And, and we shouldn't go around speaking negative of ourselves. How many, how many know that's not faith? Faith speaks the word. I'm going to say what the Lord says about me and what he says about us is good. Not outside of Christ. None are good, none is righteous, no, not one. But once you get saved, he has all kinds of good things to say about us. And I don't want to have this false, false humility because it doesn't help my faith to speak negatively about myself. It's, it helps my faith to say what the Lord says. Amen. Now, practically speaking, how do we deal with successes? How do we deal with our own wins in life? Uh, let's say... Uh, you're playing golf and you hit a hole in one. Do you tell anyone? In the humble life, am I allowed to tell anyone about my hole in one? It's a right question. If you, uh, if you get, if you find a steal of a deal on a car, I mean, you got this amazing car at rock bottom price, and and it, you just you did the homework, and you got the. Is it okay for you to brag about that? Is it okay? I mean, you go tell everyone when you say, "Hey, you got a new car? Yeah, bought it for five thousand under book." Is it okay for you to do that? What's going on inside there? It, <laughs> Even if, if, if you win another person to the Lord, you personally shared the gospel with another person. You prayed the prayer, led them one-on-one -on -one to Jesus. That, I mean, that's a, that's a top-shelf win right there, right? Should you tell anyone about it? Should you share that testimony? No one wants to answer. I'm not sure now, and I'm not going to risk being in pride. <laughs> what, lest you're wrong and be seen? <laughs> How many know, even in spiritual wins or victories, it is entirely possible to be sharing for the purposes of self-glorification? It is entirely possible that you do something as grand as winning another person to Christ and... Your sharing of it could be motivated by wanting others to approve, to praise, to lift you up and think you're something amazing. But that's not always the case. That's why these, these things are not easily answered with a yes or no. It goes back to, well, should I praise myself or let someone else praise me? Does that verse still apply in all these situations? Yes. Yeah. 
So should we do this? What should we say? I mean, I found this sale and I got my shirts for 90% off. You're amazing. Yay. Why are you telling me that again? <laughs> I want everyone to know I'm a good shopper or what? I think a lot of this again goes back to the motive. Am I sharing my victories? whether natural, spiritual, whatever, am I sharing them for the purpose of giving the Lord thanks, thanking Him? Is that truly my heart? I'm glorifying Him. What a blessing from God, sharing with us. I got this great car. What a blessing from the Lord. Is that truly the mode of the Lord bless me, or is it self? Only I can answer that about me, and you can answer that about, uh, about you. Um, is it for the purpose of helping someone else? I mean, maybe your 90% off deal, you do want to share it so someone else can get it too. I think that's a good motive. I want to know about your deal, right? But we look inwardly and we say, I do not want pride to exist in my heart. So I'm going to start analyzing my motives. Why am I sharing this? Why am I telling someone this? Well, I need to let them know about my hole in one, do you? because your life is just horrible if they don't know about this. All right, moving on. What's in your heart while, while, while saying it? I know sometimes even people will, uh, they'll justify their victories or they'll justify their blessings because of concern that someone else will view it incorrectly. They get their, they get their new car and they want to share, well, I got it, you know, half price. Well, I, someone else gave it to me because they feel a little bit guilty about having something so nice. So again, they're thinking of themselves and they're, they're, they're what they're projecting. Sometimes in Christian circles, I don't know if you knew this, it's not true around here. You can drive anything you want. As long as you give me a ride. Yeah. No, but in some Christian circles, people are actually looked down upon having new, too nice of stuff. People assume a false motive. We're not doing that here. Okay. But, uh, but sometimes people start to justify. Yeah, I got it this. Yeah, that, well, that's a really nice purse you have. Yeah, it was given to me. Well, why, why'd you say that? Why'd you say it was given to you? Because, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself, but fear of judgment. Which is, again, another manifestation of pride. Hallelujah. How do you handle being ignored? Well, I went there and no one even talked to me. You know, you go to an event, you go to a, someone's house, you go to a church, and man, no one even talked to me. Why? Because you're so important. <laughs> is this edifying? I don't know if this is. <laughs> I'm not training you how to deal with others. We're, trying, trying, we're talking about how, to, how we deal with ourselves and how we respond. And we feel offended if someone doesn't do what we think we deserve. I deserve to be acknowledged. I deserve to be elevated. I deserve to be praised and lifted up. And no one ever gives it to me. Find your satisfaction in the Lord, my friends. Look to him. He's watching. And he sees where you're getting your thrills. <laughs> Get it from him. Sometimes uh, uh, people have to be the center of attention. But, 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 you know, love is interested in other people's views Pride is only interested in making its own views known. I want to let you know what I think. 
Someone told, told me one time, they said, and if I have an opinion about it, bless God, people are going to know it. Okay. <laughs> really? I mean, and they, were, they thought they were like sharing wisdom. I'm going to let people know what I think. So maybe everyone doesn't need to know what you think. But again, humility is interested in what other people think. Doesn't mean you can't share what you in the appropriate way, but pride is only interested in making its own views known. It's not a good listener. Um, pride will frequently interrupt other people. Conversations happen. You're always talking over someone, getting your yeah, but let me say this. You're uh, 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 trying to get because what you say is so important. And what they say is not really important. Now, you would never say that, but when we're constantly pushing other people out and getting our word in, we're saying, well, you say that it doesn't really matter. I don't, I'm not esteeming you as more important than myself. I'm esteeming my view of everything is superior. And you need to hear it. <laughs> Pride will not, uh, will not be impressed with anything. Humility will. Impressed with others. Someone does something great. Someone uh, succeeds. They have a victory. They get the, the new purse. Pride will be like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, I was going to get one of those. But I kind of like this one better. <laughs> you know, you pull up and the Lord blessed you with the new, the new 2022 model, whatever. And you come driving up, and your proud, your proud friend comes <laughs> comes over and says, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. I personally like the 2015 model better, <laughs> but <laughs> that's just my preference. I mean, I like this about it. I think they did it better back then. But I'm not saying that yours is like not pretty nice. <laughs> or you pull up, and you you know you've got all the gadgets and inside and." power everything and jeep and it drives itself and everything else and and uh and then pride steps in there and says yeah those are nice <laughs> those are nice but i just kind of figure i like the base model because there's less to go wrong <laughs> you know you can roll your windows up and down and <laughs> if you ever go, if you ever drive into a lake you can you're good <laughs> or <laughs> You know, so I just like the base model. But yours is still nice, I mean, but I'm just for saying, for, you proud thing. Just say, what a blessing. What an, that's a great car. I would love that. I'm so happy for you. That's humility. They can be impressed with others' uh, successes. If someone does something well, humility will not shy away from giving all the light to them. Yes, 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 that's awesome. Good job, way to go. And saying it nice and loud, everyone can see that you, you know, that you're impressed. Whereas the proud person thinks the higher you are, the lower I am. So it wants to diminish the successes and the blessings and the victories of other people. Everybody okay? Pride gets easily embarrassed. Something goes wrong, their day is over. If, uh, if they invited someone over and they burnt the chicken, it ruins them. Why? Because they're seen in a poor light and 
now I'm viewed as a bad cook or something, and I burned the chicken, and ah. Listen, chickens burn, <laughs> right? Things happen. What are we concerned about? Someone's going to think we're human? Someone's going to know you're a real person. And you, don't ever, you don't always do everything perfectly. But pride gets super embarrassed about making mistakes or failing. And uh, like we said before, that often leads to bondage because they'll never get free because they'll never share anything wrong. They'll never let anyone in close enough to see that they have failures, they have struggles, they have trials, and pride keeps them in bondage. But it's easily embarrassed and, and uh, sometimes even to the point where they won't, they won't ever allow anyone to come over to where they live because they're embarrassed. Maybe it's not up to a standard that they think they ought to be. And so it's about focus. I don't want them to see me as someone unsuccessful or poor or something like that. Listen, you are where you are. If you need to let people know, you're invited over. My house is small, but whatever I have, you're welcome to it. Humility. God can promote. Promotion can be sometimes seen financially. Let the Lord, but we, we're not trying to, to impress. And it goes to that, I mentioned it briefly, but in our day, people are so afraid of being judged. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to go there and be judged. Why are you so important? The rest of us get judged. <laughs> don't we? Has anyone ever been judged? Of course. I'm not telling you to do that to other people. I'm just saying, well, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want someone to think this of me or judge me in this. Listen, people are going to. But the Lord is the one who's looking. Go to please him. Have your heart right before God. And not be so concerned about elevating our own standing and in place with other people. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10.18 reads, For not he who commends himself is approved but whom the Lord commends. So it's not about what we say about ourselves. It's what the Lord says about us. That's, that's the heart of humility. That's being clothed with humility. 1 Corinthians 13, 5, speaking about love, reads, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. So love does not seek its own. It's not boastful. It's not seeking... Its own. That's the way the love of God works. Amen? Let me give you this last thing today. Everybody okay? You're not running out? Everyone's okay? Everyone's, hopefully this is not heavy, but we, I want to wear basketball clothes to the basketball game. I want to show up in a helmet. Faith and humility go hand in hand. Let me show you how that works. Faith and humility. Not the opposite. Sometimes people think, well, faith is bold. And so bold is, is kind of a proud thing. No, 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 no. Bold and pride don't go together. Pride is, is, proud is loud, but faith is bold. It's, it goes together with humility. Here's what I mean. It takes humility to trust God. Uh, when, we're, when we're yielding to pride, we have to figure everything out. We have, to, we have to have everything understood in our own mind. Humility submits to the Word of God, to the ways of God. Pride elevates 
what we see, what we think, really what we feel, the physical realm. Let me say, that, say this even more uh, practical. We find scriptures that say, by his stripes we were healed. Pride says, no, I'm not. Because, and we say, well, I have this report, I have this test, I have this injury, I have this pain, I have this. So I'm going to exalt my opinion above the word of God. You proud thing. It takes humility to, in the face of opposing views screaming at us, your body screaming at you, your bills screaming at you, problems and all these things screaming at you. It takes humility to say, but Lord, I believe you. I'm submitting myself to your word and your, your word says this. So I, no, no, that's not true. Your word is true. Hallelujah. Whereas the proud in heart is quick to elevate their, their point of view, their disease, their problem, the pressure, and say, no, that's real. That's what's really true. No, let God be true and every man a liar. We need to exalt him and his word and his promise above everything else. You'll see in Scripture, this is kind of a separate but connected teaching, but Jesus even taught that the person who becomes hardened in their hearts, they become unchanging and unyielding, which is pride. That person struggles to be healed. But it's the yielded vessel. It's the submitted person, submitted to the, to the Lord and to the Word of God. They can quickly and easily receive the blessings of God. It almost sounds reversible when someone says, Yeah, I'm just struggling and I'm without and I can't seem to get victory. You need to repent. <laughs> What? What? What do I need to repent for? I didn't do it. I know. If you don't know the truth, that's one thing. But if you know it and you're still declaring, I'm struggling, I'm in pain, I'm, I'm losing, I, I'm without. But you, you know the word? You're in rebellion. Well, this is a strong word to end on. <laughs> you got to take with what I'm saying within the whole, all right? So, yeah. Uh, I was good until that last point he made there. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying when we have the most concern, it reveals a lack of trust. Well, I believe it when I see it. That's a proud person talking. You won't believe it just because God said it? Well, no, when I see it, I'll believe it. Again, that's, that, that's not the condition of a person who's been saved. They say, I make Jesus my Lord. I receive eternal life. Are you saved now? Yes. How do you know? His word says. So watch. When someone says, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm right with God, clean, holy, pure. I stand before God unashamed and unblamed. Someone could say, well, you're just full of pride. Actually, that's, a submission, that's being submitted to the word of God. That's because sometimes we don't feel that way. Sometimes we don't feel like we're right before God. Sometimes we feel guilty and like failures. But the humble person says, you know what? That may be the way I feel or even what I've done. But the word of the Lord says, I'm in Christ. And so I'm right with God. So I'm not going to come crawling up to heaven. Lord, I'm so, oh, I'm so unworthy for you to even hear my prayer. 
That's pride. That exalts own feelings, opinions of self above the word of God. Humility says, Lord, I am coming boldly before the throne of grace, not by works of righteousness which I have done, but by the very blood of Jesus. I stand before you holy and pure and washed and clean before your sight, and I'm making request of you today. Shoulders up, head high, not in pride, but in absolute humility, submission to what he said is true about who we are in Christ. See how these things, see how people wear the socks of the football clothes to the basketball game all the time? And they come crawling up to God in their football helmet saying, I'm clothed with humility. <laughs> You're wearing the wrong clothes. You're wearing pride clothes. You're exalting your sin above the blood of Jesus. Humility says, no, the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any sin I've committed. His stripes upon his back are more powerful than any disease I've been afflicted with. His, his name is more powerful than, than any, any other name that is on earth. And every time we read the word, we say, our mind goes, woo, I don't know about that. How can that be right? Lord, I believe your word. I'm submitting myself to your word. That's true, independent of how I see things, how I feel, what it seems like to me naturally. I'm going with you. Humility humble clothes get lifted up it's time for us to be exalted by him not by ourselves amen, amen. praise God let's pray today and uh, uh, by the way I'm, I'm not done with this I haven't even shared with you the main scripture yet <laughs> meaning the Lord dealt with me for a couple of months I told you at the beginning and I haven't used that verse yet I think I might use it next week Hallelujah. Let's pray today. Father, thank you for working in us now. Thank you. You're the glory and the lifter of our head.